At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our off-season interview editions of the HHC today, focusing in on Kelly Oubre Jr., first year with the Hornets, a very productive one. Seeing him average a lot of points, 15 points off the bench, really gave him that punch in a six-man role that we haven't seen consistently here in the Queen City. So we'll talk about Kelly Oubre's season that was. We will talk about the future for him, and of course we'll talk to the man himself. Kelly Oubre will sit down with me later on here in this episode. But right now sitting down with me, my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. Rob, good to talk to you again. Let's talk Kelly Oubre here. Kind of a late signing in in terms of the off-season free agent cycle, I think he was waiting to see what the market would bear, and the Hornets were also patient, waiting to fill that six-man scoring roll off the bench, and we found basically a perfect marriage between the two, Ubre seeking an opportunity and the Hornets seeking someone with that kind of scoring prowess. What do you think of year one for Kelly Ubre here in Team Teal? Well, patience is a virtue that I certainly don't have, but I'm glad Mitch Kupchak and Kelly Ubre and the rest of the Hornets certainly have it, because this was really a perfect signing when you look at it. I mean, the year prior when he was in Golden State, he was kind of asked to do a little bit too much, I think. I mean, he did start. He was just trying to fill that Clay Thompson void. And when he got to Charlotte, it's a completely different 
setup, completely different role than trying to fill in for one of the best shooters in the game right now. And he was able to do a really good job coming off the bench this season for Charlotte. Did start a couple games here and there, so he did what he was asked to do in that aspect. But his numbers were down minutes-wise from when he was in Golden State, but his production stayed the same and, in fact, got a little bit better, too. When he was in Golden State, he was averaging close to 31 minutes a game. He played about 26 here in Charlotte this past year, but his numbers didn't really drop off at all. He averaged 15.4 points per game in Golden State. He averaged 15 here for Charlotte, and his two-point percentage was good. Anything inside the three-point line was really good. Shot close to 58%, so really good job from Kelly. Even when that three-ball wasn't falling, he was able to do a good job to find his shot, provide points no matter what the case was. The volume might have had to be a little bit higher because of that, but all in all, you can't ask for much more when you're getting 15 points consistently off the bench, and you got a guy that can pop up for 30 or even 40 points as well. And that was the big thing, is that even though you could say the scoring, the the raw stats plateaued, you have to keep in mind, minutes came down, he was the sixth man, not a starter, and so to have that consistent 15 points per game, that was huge for this team. That's exactly what they wanted. Consistency, though, is not something you bake in when it comes to Kelly Oubre. He is someone who's going to be on that roller coaster all season, and you factor that in. If you have a starter who's so up and down with his scoring or his shooting percentages, it can be tough because you're really dependent on that person. Not to say the Hornets were not dependent on Kelly Oubre, but you bake it into the equation. He's going to have months where he's just going to go off. He's going to be that dynamic scorer. He's going to hit routinely 20 to 30 points per game like we saw from Kelly Oubre over the course of the month of December. And then you're going to have months where it tapers off a little bit like March where he didn't shoot the ball particularly well and he didn't score a particularly high amount of points. But again, you bake that into the equation. So when it all evens out in the end, you get an extremely productive score. And I think in the future, if he can ever get to the point where he is shooting, you know, 36 to 38 percent from three over the entirety of a season, he's going to be a 20 point per game guy. That talent is there. But even with the relative inconsistency, he's such a valuable piece and such a good score and was such a good fit here for Charlotte. Well, and even if that's the case, he still shot 34% from beyond the arc this year. So he still was doing really well. And another thing that we didn't, we talked about a little bit during the season when he was having those high moments was the fact that he was a potential candidate for six man of the year. Now, Tyler Hero, of course, ran away with that and rightfully so because he was averaging those 20 points off the bench, like you mentioned. But Kelly has that potential. He garnered a couple of votes as well for six man of the year. So did Montrez Harrell. So that was kind of interesting to see two Hornets out there garnering votes for six man of the year. But Kelly is one of those guys where he's just reliable. I mean, I I know that a word that we throw around with Kelly is inconsistent, but at the same time, he's reliable. He's going to get you those 15 points off the bench. He's not going to turn the ball over. So with all that said, I mean, he's just one of those key cogs in the machine that you really need when you go to that second unit day in and day out. We'll talk about what we're looking for in the future from Kelly Oubre Jr., second year of his contract, partially guaranteed for the sake of these conversations. We are assuming everyone will be there for the entirety of their contracts. I don't want to get too much into three-level chess uh, trying to decipher what the front office is going to do or what players are going to do. That's for other places and times. Right now, we are assuming that Kelly Oubre will be back to fulfill that second year of his contract. We'll talk about some of the wish list items we have for him, but coming up next, we'll hear from the man himself. Kelly Oubre Jr. sits down with me coming up next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. 
The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Let's welcome Kelly Oubre Jr. back to the Hornets Hivecast. Kelly, we were just joking around that the last time we did a podcast interview with you, most interviews are usually walk into your car. Last podcast interview, I think, was from some underground room in Milwaukee's arena that might have been used for the taping of Saw 6. Yeah. So it's good to have you in a more uh, normal setting. Yeah, we got the real podcast setting today, real comfortable, ready to talk. A season of growth for this team and for you personally, how would you describe the 2021-2022? Hornet season? You know, it was a lot of ebbs and flows. You know, it was a lot of ups and downs. I would describe it as, you know, one of the most fun roller coasters that you could be on at an amusement park, just for the simple fact that it's like a thrill that you always want to ride, you always want to come back to. But at the end of the day, it, it, it takes you to a place to where it makes you better. It allows you to push your boundaries as far as what you know in your head as being great, right? You know, you look at you know, the analogy of a roller coaster. A great roller coaster is whatever that person once so whatever that thrill that it gives them but this is probably like that superman at six flags you know to whereas you know it's so fun you know but it's also like breathtaking because you know so much that goes into it so you know it's just one of those beautiful roller coasters you've always been a player throughout your career where you've at times been a streaky shooter but you always have that confidence that the highs are coming and you're able to ride out the lows and stay positive stay confident this Hornets team similarly had highs and lows but there was always a confidence there how much does having veterans like you that know how to work through downtimes and stretch out the good ones go towards helping this team reach a new level yeah that's just the energy of just always just knowing who you are knowing trusting the work that you put in for me you know everything is not gonna go perfectly during the season throughout the season and there will be times where you're in a slump and you have to you know break out of that but that is just a testament to the person you really build your true self whenever you go through adversity and you know for me this season going through the adversity that I've, I've gone through I've always come out stronger I've always had a bigger picture of you know what I'm asked or what, what I'm being and told to do and you know that's just that's what it is you got to keep showing up you got to continue to just be you and control the things that you can't control you know I'm always in the gym working so that I'm always ready for that moment whenever the shots do fall you know they'll, they'll fall in abundance so you know just being me I just tell everybody to be them and you know just constantly being confident in the work that we put in man, and, and who we are as people because we all have different things that we bring to the table and we're all uniquely us the abundance is a good way to put it because when you got hot you were the hottest shooter. I've, I've joked around with some people who ask me, you know, who would you pick in shooting contests? And I say, well, if I need someone to make one three, I might pick Terry. If I need someone to make ten threes, I'm picking Kelly because if he makes the first one, the next nine might fall. You've had some games like that. What stands out to you is maybe your most special game? Was it the one with the fourth quarter or the ten threes against Indiana? I would say, man, you know, shout out to OG. I don't keep up with records. I don't keep up with points. I don't keep up with things like that. But when I found out that I uh, passed up Dell in the you know single season three-pointers made that was a blessing because you know Dale is somebody who's always around but he's working too and you know he's takes his job really seriously and you can tell in his professionalism that he's a pro so to be in the same conversation as a pro and you know a great father somebody who you know has set that standard as you know being a great role model I appreciated that more than anything else because you know that was also the first time I've seen me kind of push boundaries and and break any records and stuff like that. So it was a blessing. You and two of your teammates 
all three are on the top 10 list for single season threes for the Hornets. It's pretty remarkable to just get one guy on the list used to be an accomplishment. You guys got three. That said, I know there are going to be areas that you personally and collectively as a team want to grow in. What should those focal points be? Playmaking, first and foremost, for myself. You know, I feel like that'll open up a lot of things for me. Playmaking, you know, just studying film, watching players, you know, watching defenses, watching the great teams play defense. And also, man, just working on my all around my confidence. You know, just my confidence continue to just put the reps in so that I know that when I'm ready to perform in season that I'm ready. Defensively has been something that's been talked about by players and coaches alike as an area that you all want to grow. The teams took such a big jump offensively this year. What does it take to do the same thing defensively? takes that same effort defense is just effort and energy but also you know a big thing that we face throughout this season is like when things weren't going right on the offensive end man our defense just kind of like just depleted and that's something that we definitely have to fix but at the end of the day it just comes with just being selfless and being a little bit more selfless because if we come down and you know we're on offense we all touch the ball we all are able to like feel something we don't have to go down there and necessarily some of us have to guard the best players on the other team and they're shooting, they're dribbling a million times, they're shooting it. You know, we just have to continue to give each other confidence that, all right, bro, you know what I'm saying? I see you haven't touched it in a while. Like, this is it's your time. Let's get you, let's get you a, a touch. And that's the deepest route that I could really find out from this season and why our defense kind of depleted because we have the most athletic team probably in the league and there's no way that teams should be even scoring on us the way that they do sometimes but at the end of the day it just comes from watching film and it also comes from us just being locked in as a whole unit. Kelly Oubre Jr. our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast looking back at this last season what is the one game that you think personifies this squad? Someone called you up and said I want to know what the Hornets were like in 21-22 this is the tape you're showing them. Man like real rare us there's so many games in the season, though. I would say the first game of the season. Let's go with the first game of the season, you know. When we are motivated and we have that mentality of we're going to go out here and we're going to beat these dudes, but, like, it was Indiana, the first game of the season. I was brand new here, but I felt the energy from the organization. I felt the energy from the guys in the locker room and, you know, the way they went out last year. It was motivating enough for us to come in this season rolling, right? Um, you know, where they start off with a great start. And that game, we were just not taking no BS. You know, we were locked in defensively, locked in as a whole team. And, you know, it was one of those things that was beautiful to see. And it, it set the tone for our, our season. So if you're the schedule maker, you want Atlanta early next year? 100%. First game. How about a play of the year? The play that's going to be on the poster on your wall or in your mind for this season? I would say for me personally, this is really like very light, but I would say dunking on Booch. For the simple fact that, man, it's like Booch don't get off the ground, but you just can't. It's really tough. He alters shots, and he's very active down there, and he's a strong body. So, you know, when I punched it in his face, I was I was just like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was, that was fun. I love Booch, man. He's a great guy, but he's a, he's a hell of a basketball player. So, And for someone other than yourself, what play would you say was the play of the year? I'd probably say Melo going between the legs multiple times on the, on the oop. Like, who does that? <laughs> who who wants to like who wants to like put themselves in a position to potentially like look crazy if that doesn't happen how you want it to happen but that just goes to show the confidence of that man you know what I'm saying he's somebody who you're not telling him that he can't do something which is that's how I am as well so I respect that a lot and I have one more thing too and that's probably him shooting a three at the end of the game against the Hawks which hey we could talk about the karma aspect of everything but at the end of the day that was something that we have if we're gonna do things like that we have to 
be ready to stand on them and always come with that same energy. Last one for you. This team took a big step, 33 wins to 43 wins, has not had back-to-back winning seasons in 20 years. The team had to move to another city and then come back. We still haven't seen back-to-back seasons. The opportunity will be here next year. What do you think the team's chances are of accomplishing that minor goal and the larger ones that could come after it? Well, if you look at the past two years, we're taking steps in the right direction. Next season, you know, I can't predict that, but all I know is we're going to take another step in the right direction. You've seen it with the Suns a couple years ago, bottom of the league to middle of the league bubble, you know, going on that eight game uh, win streak in the bubble and then taking off. Right. And, you know, we haven't had that path cleared for takeoff yet, but I feel like it's, it's clearing up. And, you know, next season will be us getting onto the tarmac and able to take off. Kelly, appreciate the time today and all throughout the season. Have a great offseason, and we'll talk to you soon. Already love, man. Thank you. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Our thanks again to Kelly Oubre Jr. for sitting down here on the HHC, wrapping up last season and starting to look ahead to the future. We welcome back Rob Longo here on the Hornets Hivecast as well. Rob, one thing that stood out to me is how quickly Kelly Oubre folded into that locker room and embrace the culture here with Charlotte. Easy for a guy who's been a starter in the league for a long time and has his own persona to try and get the team to come to him. It was more like he and the team just seamlessly melded together, and he immediately caught on to how badly Charlotte wanted revenge against Indiana from a season ago and took on a lot of the personality traits of the team. I thought that was one of the things that allowed him to succeed early and succeed on the level he did coming off the bench, which even though that was the role that we had projected him to have, it wasn't one he had necessarily held for quite some time. He had been a starter the last couple of years, so I think that really made this a seamless transition, allowed him to embrace that role and the team to embrace him to the level of success that both parties enjoyed. Yeah, and when the signing first happened, I was, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical just because you don't you see Kelly out on the court. You don't know what he's like behind the scenes because you don't know him, obviously. And, you know, he's blowing kisses to the crowd. He has that swagger out on the court. And you're like, you know, I don't really want to like this guy because of what he's what he did in the past against your team. And then you learn about him and you learn his persona and you learn his personality. And he's a great guy. He's done some great stuff in the community here in his short time in Charlotte already. But he always talks about conforming like water and just being kind of mobile and just going with the flow more or less. And he did a great job of that this year. I mean, early on in the season when there was some injuries. He was able to step up, come into the starting role, start a couple games, was more than happy to be that sixth guy coming off the bench, making big threes, making clutch shots, popping off in that Indiana game back in January as well. So just a great marriage between the Hornets and Kelly Oubre. I thought this season he was exactly what the bench needed because last year there was a big drop off when it went from the first unit to the second unit in terms of scoring and Kelly was able to solidify that, stabilize that second unit. I thought he did a really good job with that last year and the fact that he was just so excited to be a part of this team and be a part of this journey was really cool to see. There were two areas when you look back at the season that you could argue there could be some improvement in terms of how Kelly is used or how Kelly's role on this team ends up developing. The area that I think a lot of us coming into the season thought 
he would offer a little more protection, and that didn't end up happening to the degree you would have thought was, what happens if someone gets hurt? Because that's really what you're looking at with a sixth man is, yes, under ideal circumstances, he's first guy off the bench, but if things start to turn, can he plug into the starting lineup? Before Gordon Hayward was hurt, Oubre averaged 16.6 points per game. He shot 37% from three. After the Hayward injury, Oubre's scoring actually dipped. He went down to 13 points per game, and he shot 31% from three. So I think in year two, I think that's where you want to see even more growth from Oubre. He was really, really good consistently off the bench all season, and we talked about it earlier. There's the consistently inconsistent. You, you factor in the roller coaster ride over the course of a season with Kelly Oubre. It's baked into who he is. But if and when an injury happens in the future, it's the NBA. It's part of life. You have to anticipate a little bit. I think you'd want to see Kelly, and I think Kelly himself would say he would want to see, instead of those numbers staying around the same or dropping down as they did them to surge upward to see that jump happen when he has to plug in and play more minutes not when everyone is healthy and I think part of that too is what Kelly touched on in the interview where you know the defense was slacking at times and that affected the offensive end of the ball it's kind of a a yin and yang situation so I think if he's able to focus on that defensive side because sometimes your best offense is your defense if you're able to create live ball turnovers get out in transition run a little bit get some easy buckets that's going to get you going and we saw that with Kelly over the course of the season too where he might have missed his first three three three-pointers but if he's able to drive to the rim and get an in one or if he's able to get an easy bucket in close that might get him to heat up a little bit from beyond the arc as well so I think it's kind of a a give and take situation in that aspect as well so maybe you know if the defense can improve as a whole not just Kelly but as a whole moving forward that might be able to spark him a little bit offensively too when those injuries happen and to be fair Kelly still came off the bench in that second part of the season when Gordon was hurt just because of the way that the roster was able to get constructed with Montrez Harrell getting entered into the fold because you're able to bump Miles to the three you had PJ at the four and of course then you had Mason and Trez kind of rotating at that five as well so I think that helped Kelly a little bit in that aspect where he was still able to come off the bench. I think he's really found that role here with the Hornets coming off the bench, providing that spark where in the past he's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. He wasn't able to really have that consistency. Some days he was being asked to go out and shoot the ball 20 times and other times he's trying to replace a guy like I mentioned in the first segment in Klay Thompson. So, you know, I think as as long as he's able to find a comfort level, he's going to be consistent and I think that's what's going to happen moving forward to season two. And that is one aspect for him looking to your two. It's been a while since he's been stable in terms of what team he's on year to year. Before this season, he was with Golden State. The season before that, he was with Phoenix. The season before that, he was with Washington and had a trade mid-year. So I think we're going to see some more of that personal growth. That level of consistency is going to be there for him, hopefully, year one to year two with this franchise. And even though there is a lot of instability, obviously, with the coaching change here in Charlotte, him just being familiar with this surroundings. I think we'll see a jump. I hope we will see a jump in terms of his three-point shooting, in terms of his efficiency all around. He had a really good year one here with Charlotte, 15 points per game, 34% from three. A lot of things to like, but I'm hoping, I think he's hoping in year two, we see that bounce up even more. Maybe he is the Tyler hero of this upcoming season. He's that sixth man of the year. Would be a lot of fun to see it happen. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We will continue our player conversations. Rob, appreciate you having this one with me here today on Kelly Oubre. Yeah, I feel like it's been a minute. It's not. It's kind of weird not doing this every day, so uh, thanks for having me back. We will enjoy the uh, mini layoff, but don't worry, we'll keep you covered with many more of these player conversations. Next up, we're going to be talking P.J. Washington. That's 
our next edition of the HHC. Till then, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.